Stonegate Church, great to see you. Uh, we are excited to have a, another episode of uh, Sunday Plus, Life Around Stonegate, whatever you want to call it this month. Uh, <laughs> just an opportunity for us to come and have a conversation with you and uh, let you know about some of the incredible things going on around our church. So, in fact, uh, there's there's some amazing stuff going on around our church. Uh, this kind of a big the, week. Yeah, one uh, of the bigger of a, weeks yeah. in a while. Yeah. And yeah. so... Uh, Wanted to get Rodney and Jimmy in with us today and uh, just kind of talk through that. We had uh, the, the launch, the kickoff, the start of our Follow Me initiative. And yeah. so this is a big moment for our church. Yeah. And, um, I really wanted to just have some conversation around that today, give some more uh, uh, just examples and information of what that's uh, all about for our church and, and for us to just be able to comment on that and talk about that. And then even uh, just open up personally what we're hoping to see the Lord do during you that bet. season. So, you bet. Uh, Rod, why don't you kick us off? Tell us yeah. a little bit about Follow Me for those yeah. who weren't here on Sunday or what that's going to look yeah. like for us in the next month here. Yeah. Well, it was a huge Sunday in the life of our church and really just a wonderful Sunday. Uh, when I look back uh, upon yesterday, I... Uh, I'm just filled for so much, or with so much gratitude that the Lord has our church in this position right now, this moment that he is asking us to step into. And, uh, you know, one thing, uh, Stone Gators, you're just thinking about a, a Sunday that we just had like uh, the one uh, yesterday. Uh, this really is the fruit of now months and months of laying the groundwork, a lot of conversations, a lot of thought, a lot of prayer about what is in front of us as a church family. Uh, we started that slow process of meeting with people, doing all of that work back in the fall. So, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it has been a, a marathon to get to a Sunday like this. And, uh, you know, when I think about Follow Me, it really is opening up uh, the next season in the life of our church in some really beautiful ways. Uh, you know, what happens over the next uh, month in our church's life. Uh, you know, it really does have decades back behind it of opening up ministry and uh, life for us, uh, you know, as a church family uh, that I just am so eager and excited to see what all the Lord has in that. Yeah. So, yeah. And when we were thinking about this, uh, maybe if you guys can recall any details, uh, why, what, what led us to want to call it Follow Me? Yeah. So at this particular moment where the Lord has our church, where we're going, and we'll get into some of the details of what we're trying to accomplish and what we want to see come out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but why that name? Yep. Uh, so I, I love Follow Me because it's really connected to the main thing. So if, if Follow Me is a um, subject heading, the thing down below that it's followed or it's tethered to is that idea of Jesus cultivating faith in us. Uh, which for those of you who are here, you know, six, seven, eight years ago when we did All In, it's a very similar theme. These moments in the life of our church really do uh, get tethered down to, connected to that huge theme of the Lord inserting that gap into our life. Uh, here's something he is asking us to do, something God says on this side. Here's what we can see on this side. There's this huge gap between them, and here we are. It's a moment to grow in faith. So, uh, you know, I think more than anything, it is introducing a theme like that that's connected to that deep, thing the Lord is doing in all of our lives of cultivating faith. And, you know, follow me is just such a rich theme in the New Testament as you're seeing that play out that it felt like the tethering of so many different things and bringing together of so many different things that just fits so well uh, for this season. So, and yeah. I think it also helps just broaden out that w this is not a give us your money campaign. Yep. Right. Uh, that would be a really cynical way to think about what we have in front of us over the next uh, weeks and then years ahead mm -hmm. of us. What we're really saying uh, is our pursuit of Jesus is connected to so many different areas of life. One of them is generosity, and that is the, the, the big thing out ahead of us as we're thinking about the expansion and all that, but really there is uh, 
there is something more at play here than just, man, we're, we're just a, a nonprofit that needs some capital. It's yeah. like, no, this is, this is what it feels like to be a Christian. It, it feels like pursuing Jesus wherever he's going to take us. And he's taking us places uh, in our relationships with people. He's taking us places in our evangelism. He's taking yeah. us places with our pocketbooks, with yep. our wallets, with our 401. He's taking us places everywhere. we got to follow him wherever he's leading yeah. in any area of our yeah. life. You know, the uh, John 10, 27 really has been the, uh, if there's a capstone verse yeah. for follow me in the next two years, th there it is. Uh, my sheep hear my voice. Uh, I know them and they follow me. And that really is normative Christianity. It's, it's really what we want to, as a church, develop uh, just the habit of doing with the Lord. That's the posture we want to live with, that we have a good shepherd, uh, we listen, and then we follow him. Yeah. So I couldn't think of anything more valuable for a church to learn. Yeah, you that. know, one thing that's really struck a chord with me, too, is uh, it's a very clarifying statement and yeah. question as well. It's a yeah. clarifying thing for us to put before ourselves and, and with the Lord. Uh, in, in the last couple of years of life, and I just feel like even sometimes around the church, it can feel very uh, chaotic or mm -hmm. confusing, or uh, there's just been all sorts of even cultural divide. Yeah. And here comes a question of, but will you follow me? Yeah. So will I listen to the voice of the Lord? Will I, will I cut through a lot of that and, and clarifying, like that's the thing at the end of the day that I really yeah. have to be willing to wrestle with and answer yeah. is, am I gonna follow Jesus? Yeah, yeah I, I love that question that we have tried to set before our people of, am I willing to follow Jesus even when it requires faith? And uh, man, just getting to a yes to that question right there solves so much of just the issues of our life. Yeah. If we can be a glad-hearted yes to that, so many things in the Christian life begin to be, uh, they just have a way of simplifying for us. For sure. you know? So uh, let's talk about the particulars, though. Yep. So what does Follow Me entail? It's a, it's a two-year uh, generosity initiative. It's a campaign that we're doing. So we've talked about uh, the heart behind it, the reason behind it, and even the hope behind it. But let's get into some of the things we're also wanting to accomplish and achieve. Yeah, you bet. Uh, okay, I'll take a stab. Then, Jimmy, feel free to, and Ryan, y'all feel free to, to say anything else you want to around it. But it's essentially allowing us to do three things. Uh, it's allowing us to make deep disciples. That's a way of describing all of the ongoing work around Stonegate. So that's all of our church planting efforts that we are already doing. That's all of the disciple-making efforts that we're doing in all of our different ministries. That's our kids' ministry. That's our student ministry. That's our groups. That's our theological institute. That's all of the, our missions efforts. It's all of the things that we're already doing right now. So it's allowing us to do all of that. We do a one-fund initiative, which means the next two years, that $15 million is uh, covering and it's supplying all that we need to do the ongoing work uh, of the next two years. So you could think about that as our, our ongoing budget or our ongoing ministry expenses to do the very things that God has called us to do as a church family. Uh, so it's going to allow us to do that. And then it's going to allow us to make more disciples and to make young disciples. And uh, that now gets us to our building expansion moments where we're going to get to make more room for more people to hear about Jesus in our auditorium. Uh, we're going to get to see more people uh, in our kids ministry meet the Lord and grow up in the Lord as we expand over into our current offices, as we enclose the patio. That's where a lot of our connections will be. And then we're going to get to add that student section uh, over on the east side of our building so that we now have a great gathering spot for all of our students. Uh, to know the Lord. Uh, and gosh, when I think about those areas of ministry, our kids ministry, our student ministry, that really is the place where the next generation of pastors, of missionaries, of faithful moms and dads are all going to be developed is in those areas of ministry. I, uh, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot here recently of how, you know, the next pastor of Stonegate is probably a sixth or seventh grader right now. 
<laughs> and uh, that person, I hope, is in a place where they're being developed by the Lord, being called into these sort of things right now, because that's the sort of person that the Lord's going to use uh, in the days ahead. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. So yeah, anything else y'all want to add to that? Yeah. But it's it's opening up the door for our church family to do all of those yeah. things over the next two years. That's good. So, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say so. And it, it's an opportunity, I think, for a lot of us just to uh, hopefully in our groups over the next couple of weeks or in conversations or with uh, folks around the church, just to even catch a vision uh, for uh, what we'd love to see is the impact in the community. Uh, you know, when I think about what's going on around us, the Lord has placed us where we are. Yep. Uh, you know, the story is, is incredible. I hope a lot of you got to see the video we showed on Sunday that gave some of the history of, of Stonegate. Uh, but the Lord has providentially placed us mm-hmm. right where we are. And there is an amazing opportunity that's right here in front of us over uh, just the rest of this decade, but even the next couple decades to come. Yeah, uh, so true. All the people that are coming. Yep. And I, I just love it. It fires me up to think about how we could be ready and proactive and set up to serve them and care for them, share the gospel with them, and also speak hope and, and, and just, um, just life change into mm-hmm. whatever they're going through or walking through. Yeah. So true. Yeah, one of the things that's encouraging for me to think about is just when you look at the data nationally about the the church, maybe even the evangelical church, it's just it can feel really disappointing and like, man, I guess like things are just tanking, you know, and uh but so it feels like such a shot in the arm that in this this area of South Dallas, the Lord seems to be up to so many things in so many people's lives. I mean, we're constantly uh, seeing folks baptized at Stonegate, folks coming to Christ at Stonegate. Um, and then you just have the, the other stewardship responsibilities of people moving here and, and looking to find a church family. But uh, I, I'm encouraged that in 2024, when, when you're looking at sort of like the national data and you're going, man, what's going on? It seems like, man, uh, it's, it's exciting to be in so much of the action uh, and seeing the Lord be up to so many things here on the mm-hmm. south side of Dallas. Yeah, that's so true. So true. And Ryan, to your point earlier, there really is a stewardship at the moment, isn't there? Um, You know, a a friend of mine has been saying at his church, and uh, it's really resonated with me that uh, you are made for the day and the day is made for you. And Stonegate, I hope you feel that, that the Lord has put us here in this particular moment, uh, at this particular corner, with this particular church family, with this particular set of leaders, with this particular stewardship. And, uh, and we, as a church family, get to step into the very moment that God, before there was such a thing as Stonegate, before there was a city like Midlothian, uh, before any of these things ever z- existed, that God had providentially arranged for this moment in 2024 to come about. And gosh, that does feel like such a sacred stewardship from the Lord, yeah. that he would see fit to entrust our church family with this particular moment. And uh, that we now get to step into it with our whole hearts, our whole lives, uh, and see what God has, uh, you know, for us on the other side of it. Yeah. That that feels like such, that feels like such a privilege. It really does. Well, and I yeah. think that is so key because, um, and and if if you heard that, just you know, sit with that for one second. And here's why: because I do think there's a couple different ways you can go through life. One of just like, I don't live in a story. There's nothing really greater. Uh, let me consume what I have. Mm-hmm. Let me just try to survive and safely make it, you know, to to old age. Yeah. So I think that's one story. Yeah. Or a story of going man, there are high stakes. Yes. There's an adventure. Yeah. There is, um, there's possibility. Yeah. Like this I can be part matters. of something yeah. that's really significant. Yeah. Like that's not just uh, Tolkien books. Yep. But there really is yeah. uh, an You're adventure right here. Yeah. yeah. That this yeah. is our day and we're made yeah. for it. So true. And that has a way of like helping us all just pick up our heads a little bit 
when we can sometimes just kind of look down yeah. and think like, man, I'm just trying to make it paycheck to paycheck, yeah. day to day. Yeah. And it, it infuses back that sense yeah. of like, I'm, I'm living a life that yeah. has significance. I, uh, I bumped into a, a couple in our church. They're in their mid-60s on Sunday. And as they were walking out, they caught me, and uh, they both had tears in their eyes. And they looked at me and said, I just can't believe I get to be a part of a moment like this. And uh, they're feeling that sacred stewardship of a moment like this, yeah. you know, that the Lord has made us for a day and he has made that day for us and that we would get to step into that, be a part of that. Uh, you know, it's all that Ephesians 2.10 stuff. It's uh, before you were, God has prepared a set of works for us. And then he gives us this time and this space to step into those works. And uh, I, I just can't think of anything better to do with a human life than to say, God, what are they? And let's do it. Yeah. You know? Well, and to Jimmy's point he was making earlier, I think sometimes even stepping back and going, it's amazing we get to be a part of a church that is being blessed with these kind yeah. of opportunities and yeah. not squandering them. Yeah. You know, one of the defining uh, parables we, we focused on a lot during All In was the parable of the talents. Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is an opportunity that's being put in front of us. And yeah. what will we do with it? Yeah. It would be kind of easy at times to just bury what we have in the sand and go, yeah. we're, we're good. Uh, instead of going, let's trust the Lord and yeah. see how he want, wants to multiply yeah, it. So um, let's get a little specific. When we're thinking about folks inside of our church, mm -hmm. uh, what, are, what are our hopes for them? What are we asking for them to consider as they join us and follow me? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think you say it uh, all the time. The, f the, the first and loudest thing in us is that all of our folks would be 100% engaged in this, that we would have 100% participation uh, you know, across the board. And that participation looks like um, all of us being willing to get before the Lord uh, with our whole self, with all that we are, all that we have, and to lay all that before the Lord and saying, um, uh, Lord, following you looks like me giving all of who I am to you, uh, leaving nothing off the table. What would you have for me in this season? And uh, if that was the result of this campaign, I mean, that you, you said it, I think, uh, this past Sunday. I mean, when that happens across a group of 2,800 people, mm -hmm. uh, there's a word for that. It's called revival. Mm -hmm. And gosh, I sure would love to see that for mm -hmm. for literally like thousands of people uh, to say, whatever you want, yeah. whatever you want, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's not even just about like whatever you want of my money. It's like what whatever you don't have of my heart and yeah. my affections, whatever you don't have of my commitments to you. If, yeah. if, if Jesus really is our Lord, that's another word for king, master. Like he, if he's the guy that I submit my whole life to, it's like, okay, what parts of me aren't submitted mm -hmm. to you? And I think this uh, Follow Me initiative is a chance for us to uh, take an honest assessment with the Holy Spirit of ourselves and go, what parts haven't, haven't yeah. I said they're yours yeah. to you? Yeah, so true. Yeah, so true. Yeah, when I think of hopes, I um, it, it is an amazing thing when a church can look at the Lord. And when I say church, it's like all of us individually that make up this church, look at the Lord and say to him, my life really is a blank check in your hands. Uh, whatever you want, whenever you want it, God, we are just a yes to that. Uh, that is how the nations get reached through a church. That's how neighborhoods uh, are blessed by Jesus. Uh, that's how the people of uh, any general geographic area begin to meet Jesus is when a church, a whole church is 
before the Lord with that sort of a blank slate, open heart. God, we are just, we are just a rabid yes to. We're going to leap toward whatever it is that you, the good shepherd, would set before us. And, and that's what I'm praying for. And that, that means vocational things for many of our people. Uh, that means uh, marriage things for a lot of our people. That means um, evangelistic and evangelism yeah. things in their neighborhoods for a lot of our people. That means some people uprooting their life and jumping in with the church plant. Yes. Uh, that means people uh, giving their life to see the ends of the earth reached by the God. I mean, it just, there's a million, that means fostering and adoption moments that are going to be happening across our church. Uh, when the good shepherd um, cultivates a heart uh, to be able to say to him, I am just here to listen and to follow. Uh, it, all the things that should be happening in a church begin to happen. All the things Jesus wants in his people begin to, to take shape. And uh, that is so what I'm asking for and praying for, for the Stonegate people. Yeah, I love how you guys are expanding out, like what that means, like uh, for us to be willing to say yes to Jesus mm -hmm. with our resources. But also, I think even sometimes with the, uh, the, the calcified things in our heart that we've just felt entitled to hold on to for a long yeah. period of time, where the Lord has been nudging us, pushing on us mm -hmm. for a long time of like, hey, will you follow me? And letting that go yeah you know I had a moment even just the other week it was someone who's been a follower for a long time of Jesus but just had a steadfast refusal still of like I'm not willing to give up this grudge yeah or this bitterness you bet and so for them like follow me would have looked like of saying yeah. Lord I will follow you toward yeah. forgiveness yeah and relinquishing that's right. bitterness that's so right uh, yeah. but there there you know we can all do that like create yeah. the justifications we all have a really strong inner lawyer where we can come up with a rationalization yeah. of like, I'm still following, but I get to hold on to this yeah. one last thing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, that, that old hymn, uh, I surrender all. Yeah. It takes us all about three seconds to realize we're often singing a lie when we say <laughs> <Yeah>. that, right? <laughs> that we all want to hold on to various parts of our life and keep those things unsurrendered, you know? And this really is a season where I'm praying that the Lord would take us um, to a place where when we sing that song, it's actually true. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I'm going to have Brandon uh, Curran on next week to dive into this a little bit more about how we can listen to the Lord and uh, really hear him when he's speaking to us in these moments. But uh, I want to give you guys a chance to respond to that of uh, just a question in general. If we are asking folks to get before the Lord uh, and maybe if our first inclination might even be defensive or a little resistant or maybe mm -hmm. even suspicious, suspicious of something like follow me. Uh, what would you what would be your pastoral counsel encouragement for that mm -hmm. uh, to encourage that person to go to Jesus and yeah. listen to him? Yeah. What would that look like? Um, I would say, you know, one of the the things that uh, I'm always trying to keep a pulse on in my own spiritual journey is what are the things that get under my skin really quickly in sort of like the, uh, my encounter with God in the scriptures or uh, some uh, exhortation from a brother or sister in my life. That I'm actually um, intrigued by the thing that bothers me because it, to me, my, my impulse is to actually um, be suspicious of my botheredness, you know, and to go, okay, well, I wonder, I wonder if that's my flesh being provoked. And uh, I, I think a, a good response to maybe that, that uh, voice of resistance or hostility when we hear some of the challenges even in this series is to, I would love for our people's first uh, impulse, uh, mine included, to get curious about our resistances and to, uh, to explore if maybe that is uh, the shepherd poking on uh, a part of my life. Because we all know 
growing in the Christian life, sanctification, does not feel like rolling in roses. It feels like, ow, and I'm angry, and why am I angry? And, oh, now I'm, I see that I'm holding on to something I shouldn't, and now I'm going to repent of that thing, and I'm going to move to, this is what it feels like to grow as a Christian. So if you're experiencing those feelings in you, I'd say that's actually what you should see that more as a gift. That's good. Uh, you should look at that as an opportunity the Holy Spirit's giving you to circle that in your heart and to get curious about why that um, anger just got turned up uh, really loud in me. And if there's maybe something there that God would uh, have me give up and give over to him. That's yeah. good. I like yeah. that. So good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Jimmy. Yeah. You know, I, I think it is always helpful for us to know that part of how the flesh is going to operate in any of our lives. So when we say flesh, we're talking about that old sinful part of us, that part of us that just has an innate suspicion toward God and the things he would want to do in our life. It's that old part of us. Uh, it has a very comprehensive set of defensive mechanisms you know, that we all feel. It's like, uh, it doesn't take long for the Lord to start poking in areas of my life for me to feel this, this web of defensiveness come up between me and the Lord and uh, uh, to keep him out of certain areas that I don't really want him prying around on or I don't really want him addressing in me. We all have that in us. And um, I, I think so much of us allowing those defenses to come down is to really believe that Jesus is a good shepherd, you know? Uh, this is really where it's tested, uh, is uh, it's really easy to say, I know Jesus is a good shepherd without experiencing him as a good shepherd. And uh, part of how we experience him as a good shepherd is to say, um, I really do know that you love me. Uh, I know you're not trying to kill me right now. You're really trying to help me right now. And I know I want to keep you out of these areas, but, but I'm going to trust you to be a good shepherd in my life. So I'm going to invite you in to the most sensitive areas of my life and to give you space in here to bring some healing in this area of my life, to bring some help here, uh, to uproot some idolatry in this area of my life, to do whatever that thing that me, the sheep, need in this moment uh, that I need you, the good shepherd, to come in and do. And uh, so I, I, I do think there is a journey of recognizing, oh, there's that web of defensiveness that just came up, uh, and to see it as that, and then to let the good shepherd through it. I like so. that. That's such good counsel from both of you. Um, as we wrap up, let's give people uh, dates or best ways they can join yep. us, follow along through uh, our Follow Me sermon series over the next month. Uh, yep. What are the important dates we want to yep. highlight for them? Uh, yeah, just a couple of things with that. One is to make sure you're here every Sunday. So it's just this is such a huge time uh, in the life of our church. And being here on a Sunday gets you right in the flow of all of that that's happening. So make sure you're here on that. Uh, secondly, to make sure you're in a group. So that's going to be meeting weekly, depending if you're uh, in a group or in one of our follow me groups. Uh, that's going to be a little different on the dates, but all of that stuff is happening. So make sure you're in the know on that uh, and you're in a group during follow me. And then the two other big dates would be February the 16th. That is our advanced commitment night. So for anyone in our church who wants to go first with our core set of leaders at Stonegate, and that's really what this is. This is a leadership moment. So we would invite you. We would love to have you there that night. It's going to be a really special night. Uh, Shane B. is going to come do some worship for us. Yep. It's going to be a great night. Uh, so we would love to have you there. Uh, that's February the 16th. And then February the 25th is when the whole of our church will make their commitment together. So that's going to be a really special day in the life of our church. So for sure, those two, February 16th, February 25th, are going to be some don't miss moments. Yeah. So that's great. Yep. That's great. Well, church, uh, we love you guys. We're super excited to see what the Lord's going to do in uh, the rest of this sermon series and, and the next couple of years. And we're just trusting him. But most importantly, 
uh, you know, and Rodney said this uh, just last night, and we just try to lead with this kind of posture that throughout all of this, we want to be good shepherds for you. And uh, our hope is, is you would hear and, and sense from us that we want something for you rather than from you. Yeah, and what right. we want for you is that you would follow Jesus, that you would learn to listen to his voice, that you would spend time with Jesus, uh, that you would abide with Jesus, and that you would know he's a good shepherd and yep. that you can trust him along the way. Our mm -hmm. pastors, our elders, we are available for you. Uh, we would uh, be more than happy to uh, meet up with anyone who wants to meet up with us. Uh, come to your groups. Uh, just reach out. You can leave a message right here on Facebook or just send us an email, and we would love to visit with you, answer any questions that we can, and any way that we can care for you guys. Uh, it's going to be a great month, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week on the next episode. Blessings, Stonegate.